Hey, y'all. It's Kels. We're excited about this episode. We're talking about money, investment, and of course, family. We just want to remind everyone that these things that we're talking about are some of the things we're currently doing or learning about. It's just our thoughts and opinions. So please take our information and learn from it. We are not experts, and you should seek expert advice before making any decision with your money. I mean, I did, even though I talked to my family about it, but I definitely went to an expert. Anyway, listen to the episode. Welcome to Say What You Want podcast, where we give our experienced opinion through conversation on a wide range of topics, from relationships, culture, current events, religion, and more. The following opinions are not a representation of all of our thoughts or beliefs, but the opportunity to vent respectfully is all that matters. Say What You Want podcast starts now. Welcome back to Say What You Want Podcast. This is episode five. Um, we are excited that you guys are still rocking with us. If you haven't yet, please rate us on podcasts, uh, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, send to your friends and families. The more listeners, the better it is for us. The more we can put out more content for you. And we continue to do this cycle of information together. Um, back again with the fan. Fam's here. What's up, everybody? Hey, y'all. Yo, yo. Hey, hey. How's everybody week been? Everybody been good? Oh, yeah. Yep. Blast, Anything interesting happen? I know church is supposed to open back up. Um, that just came out yesterday, I think it was. But I don't know how everybody feel about that part, so... Well, some of y'all heathen wasn't going anyway. I don't know what. <laughs> I was going. I, I might have been on time all the time. I was still struggling with that, but I was going. I was. Good. How you show up to the second service when your church only got one service? I'm trying to figure out <laughs> what, what you be doing. Because the preaching and the benediction is the most important part. So I got what I was here for. Don't try so to throw the me tell, in the, the bus. You been, the you been out some time too. What you say? I said the tail end is more important in, uh, instead of the bodies. What you said? The bodies. Wait, we still we still talk about church? Or what are we talking about? <laughs> oh, my fault. I'm, I'm doing all these. Yeah, church, man. You said. The, I mean, the, the, the tail the end is important if you, think, if you really think about. It. Uh, y'all just switch from church to. T- <laughs> what? Jesus got a sense of humor. Y'all think Jesus had a sense of humor? Like he of told course. jokes and stuff when he was with the disciples. Probably did. I mean, hey, Kels, please don't don't tell us no joke. What you think Jesus would have said? Bad joke. Bad joke. Bad joke is the worst. No, I mean you gotta think about it. The Bible, you know, everybody interpreted it. I'm not gonna say a joke. I'm just there saying. There you go. Listen. The Bible interprets things, you know, people interpret the Bible differently and stuff like that. The Bible don't really talk much about Jesus's like personality and character or whatever like that. So it just makes you wonder, like, was he funny? Was he like one of those slick jokers in the background? Like when when Judas was like, man, I love you, God. He's like, yeah, I love you, too. 
you lying ass booger. Like, did he say stuff like that on the road? Yeah, pretty sure he didn't say that. Yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. I'm almost hundred percent positive he didn't call him lying ass buckle of But you get what I'm saying, right? But I, I don't know. I just feel like I mean, living on this earth so long, it's it's kind of hard to not have humor. Like you, you know, it's kind of like all four seasons. You need laughter. You need sadness. So I feel like back in the day, I mean, they had to have, you know, kicked it, laughed, maybe a, a little joke. Pharisee, yeah, but they couldn't. They couldn't put that in the Bible because human beings are too judgmental. So we would have oh, yeah. been looking at Jesus' life and be like, look, he was he yeah. was always doing X, Y, and Z. And we would have just been vibing off of, you know, whatever it is, his personality type that we don't like or do like. But do you think that made like, the Bible a little bit better? People would have had more of a connection with Jesus, knowing that Jesus had like a comical side to him or something? No, I think it would have like, made it worse. Because some people would have been like, oh, I don't think Jesus was funny at all. That's not my Jesus. How, how I'm a servant of Jesus who ain't got no jokes. Or if he was, or you would have more people saying, because you know, like now, because of Jesus and because <coughs> of Biden, you got people out here trying to get their sons and daughters to be preachers and all that. So maybe if he did have a humor, humorous, humorous side on him, a lot of people would have been, you know, trying to get their kids to be comedians or something like that. Comedians is the way to go instead of being a preacher. Jesus, you know I mean? Jesus was at a party. He turned water into wine. You mean tell me he weren't making people laugh at that party also? Like he broke bread with five thousand people. You mean he tell me he have a five minute comedic bit? When you get when you have wine in your system, bro, you lose yourself a little bit. It's, it's hard to stay focused. I didn't say he drank the wine though. I ain't talking about I mean, Jesus like that. They but. they never said he drunk the wine. <laughs> That's true. I mean, anyway, let's go back on topic. We'll we'll have another episode on on is Jesus funny? But um, I hope we don't. I really <laughs> I really hope we don't. Today's topic is money. We're gonna talk about finance, and I'm titled "Just Show Me the Money." So we want to talk to each family, our family, about what some things we've been doing to save during this quarantine. Some people um, had to step off work. Work may have reduced a little bit. Income might have took a hit, things of that sort. Um, What's some things y'all have been doing to, or how has finance been working during quarantine for y'all? I mean... What do you think? For us, we've been straight. Queen and I, we good. You know what I'm saying? Like, we really wasn't out, you know what I mean, spending money and stuff like that. I mean, because everything got shut down, we probably saved, we did like 5000 a month off of food. <laughs> yeah. But, <laughs> we don't eat out of this aspect. That's about it. <laughs> Take money on a little fast food restaurant. Is that because yeah. you're not eating out as much? No, nah, we're not eating out at all. I think we probably ate out maybe like and when we say eat out, like got food from outside, but less than five times. Probably five times. You know what I'm saying? Whereas before, like I'm saying, I'm pretty sure we up 5K a month now just off of not eating out. I believe you. I told you the other day, too, that I feel like we've saved more money not being able to go out and buy stuff, like going to the stores and my wandering eye. I haven't, like, I'm going in there to get what I need and I'm out. Like, I don't. Not going through the aisles like, oh, let me pick this up. Let me grab this. No, in general, I don't need it. So, yeah, I've definitely seen an increase in savings. And also just um, the food aspect, too. 
So it's been same with us. We definitely saved more. Um, you know, not doing frivolous spending. Sometimes you just you go out, especially having three kids. You go and to get one thing, and you want to get something for everybody else. Mm-hmm. And we haven't really been doing that. So, um, but we've been good. We've increased our, so we're not eating out as much, so we're saving on that aspect. But are we still spending more? Because we're now in the house more, so our bills might be higher. We, like, I find myself doing laundry more often now because we're in the house. We more stuff to do, more stuff to clean, or whatever the case may be. So, like, my water bill definitely is going up. More showers. Tina shower, like, seven times you don't a day have now. To talk about how many uh, times I think <laughs> But that's part of it, you know what I'm saying? Like, so we saving on money, but we expending more light bills, stuff like that. So, yeah, it's still, yeah, I, I think, but I don't us, think, um, there was one month that, um, Greystone and, um, I don't think all your listeners know Greystone, but the electricity. Okay, well, if you live in the Douglasville area. <laughs> If they definitely um, gave a discount to all yeah. of their users, um, it was very significant. It was. <laughs> so it was one month. So that kind of, you know, that helped whatever that money you would have used to pay that bill, you definitely can put it back into your savings mm-hmm. for something else. So that was cool. Um, but yeah, you know, it's been, I guess the expenses with, for us, the food expenses gone higher because it's like always having to cook. We have three kids. Mm. Um, when you're bored for some reason. You, you want to eat. You want to snack. <laughs> you want to drink. You want to get your drink on. I, you know? I find myself going to the pantry at least 16 times a day. And all these whole workouts too. Every time um, you empty, you got to re-up. And those so. 14 out of the 16 times I go, it's not that I'm hungry. It's just I'm bored as hell. So I just <laughs> find myself walking to the pantry and just looking at everything in the pantry for like five minutes. Then I realize... Eating kids snacks. Yeah, like... <laughs> I, bought, I bought popsicles for the girls the other day. They haven't touched not one. I ate all of them. Like, <laughs> it's over. It's first come, first serve around here, bro. You know what I'm saying? But they didn't even know they had them. They ain't got to know right now. <laughs> so you hiding popsicles from your own children? <laughs> when when you quarantining, bro, it's a whole bunch of stuff come out. You realize, bro, I, you know, it's just how it is. But if for us, it's like it's been quarantined anyways because mm-hmm. we work from home. So it's like it was really no different. Um, but I guess the only difference is how we spend when we do step out mm-hmm. has changed. And some of y'all saving on y'all water bill because I know y'all ain't y'all ain't going out, so y'all taking baths and stuff mm. like that. So that's the saving there. We can add that in there. You don't project about all of us. Right. Don't Eddie, project. You, I that, a lot of projection coming off, man. You wanna you wanna tell us something? I think I think at the end of the day, like the 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 bills or the spending kind of to me maybe it kind of evened out. Like so you might your food bill went up. But your gas bill went down because you're not going. We're not going nowhere, so we're not spending as much gas. Like I think we put gas in the car like twice in two months. Yeah, because prices went down while you playing. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, gas definitely went down. I saw gas 
the other day. $1.49. 40 or something like that. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I saw a one on the. the <laughs> right. Yeah, I just filled up too. I didn't need to. That's true. We don't fill up. We I didn't, I didn't even like... need to fill up, but I saw it. And I was like, what's the chance of it staying like this? I'm going to go ahead and just fill up just because. <laughs> just fill up, get your gas cans, fill them yeah, up. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, it was so bad. No, this is a story. Like the other day, right? I, I I drove. I went to Atlanta. I went to another spot, Buckhead. Then I came back home, and my gas was still, still. on full. Mm-hmm. Where are you going? So I literally <laughs> took it to the shop. I was like, Nah, something wrong. Like this ain't this don't make any sense, right? It's a, it's a different shop. type of gas now. Dude, dude, dude had a little gas thing. He was like, I'll just fill it up and see. He filled it up. That joint took $4. He was like, no, you good. I was like, really, bro? Like, I did all this driving, and it only cost me $7, bro. So in that in that aspect, you know, we are saving when it comes to gas. And, and like you said, we don't really go out anywhere. Me, personally, my whole going out was the gym and picking up my daughter from school. That, that was really it. Mm-hmm. You know, school is over. Gym is really, uh, really you know. Like, nowhere like that. Yeah, either. so. Yeah, I mean, for me, I I saw saving in gas because especially the, I was out of work. So you guys were working from home or so. Uh, I still was going out to work and stuff like that. So the fact that I wasn't using my car, another key factor, um, and this is for our listeners, if you haven't done this, um, it's probably a little late, but you can still do it. Um, call your car insurance company and let them know you're not traveling to work anymore. Um, and they are reducing... Um, how many miles you drive to work and stuff like that. You know, they ask you to estimate. So that changes, that affects your bills. So that saves you some money right there also. Um, the the investment part now. So we got all this money that we quote unquote saving and stuff. And Trump, I guess, the government, how you want to look at it, handed out stimulus checks. <laughs> some people were, <laughs> were expecting it. Some people weren't expecting it. Side note on that though. If you did receive it, be prepared to return it. Um, mm-hmm. When taxes and stuff come around, don't think it's just free money. I heard terrible news. Somebody told me that they just bought, they just got the stimulus check, and the first thing they did was go buy a car. And I don't know the thought process. Maybe they were in dire need of a car, so I didn't want to judge them too much. But what what some things are we doing now to invest with the money that we're saving? Well, I, I want I want to say. Um, I know stocks is at an all-time low, and it is. It is. Uh, this is like when wealth transfer. But I also feel like, especially for uh, our communities, not everybody should or can invest in stocks. Like you have to be in the right position to invest in stocks. Stocks isn't something you invest in because you can afford to buy seven dollars share of this, like Groupon, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Because stocks is still stocks. Just because it's at a discount right now don't mean the game of stock is still not the same. If you invested in stocks, whatever it is that you invest, you have to go in okay, ready to lose it. That's that's how investment works. It's just like going to the casino. If you play poker, you don't go and be like, all right, I'm going to use this and this is my investment and, and I'm going to make some money out of it. There's a, a high percentage chance that you can lose that money. So I do want to just make that disclaimer for anyone that is out there listening and thinking about investing in stocks because now is a great time. Yes, now is a great time if you were prepared for it. If you're not prepared for it, now is a great time for you to learn, for you to pay attention and listen 
and figure out how to invest in stocks, but continue to get your money up, get your savings up. If you ain't got no money saved aside for like your family expenses over the next, let's say, year, you shouldn't be investing in stocks. Like, think about it. You invest in stocks and you make a killing and you're like, bet, I'm going to pull my money out. Well, you're not getting all that money. First of all, you got to pay capital gains. So whatever you made, you're getting taxed on that, and then you get that money back, and yet you still don't have enough to take care of your family if something happened you know, for over a course of a year based off of your expenses. So we got to be careful with this timing that we're in because they're not putting that message out there. They want people to invest in the stock market because it's low, and it's only through people investing is how the stock market going to come back up. So are you saying like, I guess you're, what you're saying is for families, before you try to go outward to invest, it's best to have savings first before you start investing. Absolutely. You got to invest in yourself. Capital in order to invest. Yeah. You got to invest with capital, not money. There's a, I think there's a big difference between the two. Mm -hmm. mm. Wait, say that again. You got to invest with capital. You have to invest with capital, not money. Like the money you, you make is money that you use to pay your bills and to put money into your savings account, et cetera. That's not, that's not capital. Capital is that's what you use for extra. investments, you know what I mean, to purchase assets. That's so what capital is. So have your income, separate your income into savings, have income still coming in, have savings continue to build up, then have a third pot that you use for investments. Don't Absolutely. go into don't go into your savings to put into investment because then you're if you hit you hit you golden it's like a it's like a lottery ticket you made it but if you keep buying lottery tickets for investments and you're not hitting you're now depleting your savings mm -hmm. exactly so you definitely got to have that third separate account so to speak it, and that's that's bare minimum like I, I feel like you should definitely have more than three accounts but that's bare minimum. You know, what I mean, set up, take if, if you really want to invest, if you get money right now, you know, maybe set aside 10, 20 percent of what you bring in and put that into an investment savings account. And then when you feel like your money is right, take that and invest in it. But don't don't take this. Um, you know, some people may be in a position where this check coming from the government is is a is a re up. It's nothing. It's like, oh, they gave me extra bread. Don't use that as your I'm going to use this to invest money. If you ain't got no money saved up, that's a, that's like the, the person you're talking about who went and brought a new car. That might have been a good position because car sales right now is at an all-time low. So they might they might just gave him the car away for the right price. But if if whoever that person was, like, got bills and stuff like that, or, or like, I know some people not paying a mortgage right now, trust and believe, all those people are going to get their money. Yeah, They're coming back to get their money. So if you don't have that money set aside yet and you out here making these large purchases because you feel like it's a it's a way for you to come up, you're going to get hit. That's, that's called risky investment. You don't want to go about it that way. This episode is brought to you by Forever Kennels. Forever Kennels is a small family-owned dog breeding business who specializes in French Bulldogs and Doberman Pinchers. They can be reached on Instagram at Forever Kennels. That's F-O-R-E-V-A-K-E-N-N-E-L-S. So I've heard of the seven bank accounts um, every family should have. 
Have you guys ever heard of that? What, yeah, what are they? The seven big counts. Um, we're going through them real quick. So I had to pull it up on my phone. Give me a sec. So it says seven bank accounts. Of course, you have the family emergency savings. Then they have what's called the regular family savings, family checking, wife's checking, husband's checking, um, health, health savings account, and a splush fund. Slush. Slush fund. I guess that's like for if you want to spend something or whatever mm -hmm. case may be. Are you guys believing or in that type of mind frame? I know when I said the three accounts, Eddie was like, you definitely should have more accounts. Um, do y'all think that that's the best way to save, having income come in and separate them into multiple bull yes. accounts in such a way? I mean, are we talking about putting them in banks? Because that's another thing, too. I would, I would honestly, I would say no. And the reason why I say no is because these lessons that we're being taught, they're being taught to the masses, not the classes. And we got to understand that lessons that are being taught to us, they're not, like I said, they're not being taught to the, the big billionaires and all that. Like savings, for example, right? If I save $100 in January and then come December, one, first of all, I save that $100. The, the bank is only going to give me 0.01% on that. Right. Not only that, by the end of the year, the value of a dollar goes down, period. So that $100 that I put in there in January, even if I did save it, the value, like I can't buy by December, what that jacket that costs $100 is not going to cost $100. Now it costs $150. So in reality, I'm not saying it's not good not to save, but we have to understand that saving actually loses in a way. Because like I said, your value, the value of that which you're saving is not increasing and the bank is not going to give you like the stock market gives you or like if you're invested in crypto or whatever the case is they're not going to give you they're not even going to give you close to one percent so i look at money as a tool per a perfect example if i have a hundred dollars if i'm going to invest something even if i know it or not i'm going to use one percent like it's, it's always percentages of what i have um kind of like what eddie said because you know you can you have to pay the capital gains and you got to be prepared for that and stuff, stuff of that nature. But when you come down to having all these bank accounts, all that, if you look at it, calculate at the end of the year, the same amount or the value that you put into all these bank accounts is not going to be the same value at the end of the year, unfortunately. So what I understand from what you're saying is you can save money because, I mean, that's necessary, if, especially if you have a family and everything and your future um not to put it in the banking system you can invest in a safe or some some other type of thing where you can keep your money that way um you're supposed to you're have not control only, over your money you don't yeah want other because controlling your you're money. saying the bank only gives you a, a small percentage on your return on your money per year or per month or however else they do it. And um, and saving money also. Hi. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> girl Ethan's daughter is giving me so I'm much life. Birthday girl. <laughs> 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 okay. 
um, so okay, when you so say basically my point was because of the banking system, because um, I look at the stock market, I look at the economy, I look at all of that, and I just feel like these banks are going to be the first to take these hits. And it's like your money is in that account. So if they need a bailout or anything, that's your money that's going to be used in order for whatever bailout that's needed. Mm -hmm. So if you're going to save money or whatever your extra capital is to put that somewhere else instead of a banking. Now, I still have a bank account. I still use my debit card and everything else like that. But what is extra, I'm going to put it away in a safe or something different as to the the banking system based on so what's something what's something different because it sounds like you're saying and daniel said the same thing like putting it in a savings account for example you have gold and silver mm-hmm. that those are those are things that one. appreciate and they never like since gold has been around since and and we know gold and silver as god's money i mean they talk about it in the bible as long as gold and silver has been around it's never depreciated Mm -hmm. however that's something that we're never taught to invest in we're always taught to save but we're never taught to invest so that would be something great to know that hey if i put my money in gold i have a way better chance uh, with gold than investing in the stock market because like like Eddie said, you know, the stock market can go up, can go down. Um, you have to pay capital gains. With gold, a lot of people don't understand that once you invest in gold, ain't no capital, it's nothing. Like you, once you own that physical piece, it's kind of like me buying a bicycle and I'm wanna, I want to sell the bicycle years down the line. I ain't got to worry about Uncle Sam. I ain't got to worry about any of that and you still make more money. So those would be, you know, examples, metal, precious metal, palladium, rhodium, gold, silver. Um, those those would be great things to put your money in instead of just having the bank hold on to it. So what are like, how do you go about investing into gold and silver and all of that? Because I'm, I'm one of the ones that have like, I think we have like 13 bank accounts. So um, if I wanted to take, you know, two of those and like put it into gold, is there like a website or like a particular? So thing? me personally, yeah, me personally, I have two websites that I've been invested in for the past two years. Um, and then, of course, eBay. The only thing with eBay is. I think we lost D. No, there he is. D, we can't hear you. Can't hear what he's saying. What about now? Can you yeah, hear me? yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you said I'm eBay. Call me, but um, yeah, like stuff like eBay, Amazon, like yo, the same places you be buying everyday essentials or everyday non-essentials are the same places where you know it's funny because you know Amazon will promote this and eBay will promote that, but they won't promote the very important things that we kind of need or we feel like we don't need, but it's really a necessity. And So you can you go know, on Amazon right now and say, uh, I want to no. invest in gold. What? No, you can buy No, gold. you can just buy gold. Like, you buy, you buy by grams. Basically, you're so investing you buy... in gold is buying it. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. You just, so you're saying you're actually have the gold. You're purchasing the actual you're piece of it. metal. And you're purchasing you're it and you're holding it. Gotcha. And so if I have it. the gold now, and so if I want to sell it 
years later because you're saying it forever will appreciate. So I bought it for a dollar. In a couple of years, gold is going to be worth ten dollars, and so I would now sell it and I make a profit. It of never depreciates. Yeah. It never. And the reason why is because we got to understand the world uses precious metal. Like most of the stuff that we use, our phones have gold in it. Um, you know, uh, everything, not everything, but pretty much just about everything is made of silver. You know what I'm gotcha. saying? So you got to understand economics when it comes to supply and demand. There is not, and then there will never be as much gold and silver as there needs to be. As there is. You know, yeah. you got to you gotta pay the miners. Yeah. You got to, like, it goes. So when you come to supply and demand and you know, wow, the demand for gold is like high. Uh, uh, then and, and the supply of it is low, then the price has to go up versus right. so, bank accounts. I mean, people so are banks play, every single day. So let me play it's, it's really advocate going up or down. Like, have you ever heard anybody got rich off a bank account? Let me play devil's advocate real quick because we're saying that gold and silver and these metal type of things um, don't depreciate. Um, I'm at an age now, I'm about 33 years old. Gold and silver and those type of things um, have been around before I was born. But if we're saying that we're not, is you know, this stuff is not being taught to the masses and stuff like that. A lot of people, I know people who have made 40, 50,000 off of businesses, business deals that they've done. I know people who have made 40,000 in stocks. There's not too many people who are out there saying they've made 30 or 40, you know, $1,000 in in investing in gold or anything. You don't really hear a lot of those success stories um from people who have invested in gold, or have invested in metals. I mean, it's not like this is new. This is something that's been here for years. So where's the, how can we don't like, again, I can, I've done research, so to speak, and you can see people who I've come up off of this stock. I've come up off of that stock. I've, I've done this seven different bank accounts and my family minimized our expenses. We paid off our loans. I've made 20, $30,000 in three years or something of that sort, right? Where's the stories of people who have made money from investing in these precious metals. So you're not going to hear those stories because those people who invested in that, they their stories were created on, for example, I'm going to give you a perfect example. Everybody, well, if you've heard of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, you've heard of Robert Kiyosaki, right? All right. Yo, he's gone. Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah. So if you've heard of Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, you've heard of Robert Kiyosaki. Um, Robert Kiyosaki got famous off the book, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. But a lot of people don't understand Robert Kiyosaki didn't make money off of Rich Dad, Poor Dad. He made his millions off of investing in gold and silver back in the 1971. That's when he made his fortune. And he talks about it every, like, you know, you go into his YouTube stream, he'll tell you. Back in 19, people tell him, yo, how'd you, how'd you become Robert Kiyosaki? How'd you become the man you are today? I invested in gold when I was 23 years old and when nobody was talking about it, when that whole gold standard happened in 1971, he was one of the first dudes. Now, till today, do they tell you that Robert Kiyosaki made his mills off of gold? Nah. And and, and it's two re it's reasons for that, too, because 
if if you know that gold, silver, stuff like that is like the ultimate, ultimate. And, you know, me, you, and Nadine are like, you know, millionaires, billionaires. We don't want everybody else on that wave, too. So we distract them and tell them, hey, open up a bank account. Hey, uh, you know, get you some stocks. Now is a good time to buy Amazon. And now is a... But they never going to tell you that it's always a great time in precious metals because it always increases. Stocks mm -hmm. go up and down. Whenever you see the news telling you it's a good time to get into stocks, run. Whenever they tell you, yo, it's a bad time to get into stocks, that's when you get it. They always say that you always want to invest when there's blood in the streets, meaning when the market goes down, that's red. But when it's green, you got to be careful because green Whenever you see the stock market going up, that's people already ready making money when it was low. So why would you come in up here? True. Because as soon as it go here, the it's got to go down. down here. They're yeah. taking out. They're yeah. taking out. So as soon as they take out, whoop, right back down. But with gold, keeps going, keeps going, and they never gonna tell you that. So that's what I would advise. You know, a great and 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 to be honest, with you just like Eddie said, you know, only invest what you're willing to lose and 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 the rule of thumb is invest one percent of your total income so if you're making a hundred thousand dollars a year you invest one percent of that you should be okay that's that's the whole rule yeah of thumb. That's, that's that way that one percent you can't go wrong without it wrong 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 with or wrong without i hear you on the gold um and the precious metals and i i agree and see why you, um when you were talking about how the stock goes up and then how it crashes and when to buy in and not to buy in. But I, I guess going back to what Markel was saying, how do we, like, as far as with the gold and stuff like that, then how do we separate our money? How do we know that, okay, I'm going to use this money, like the accounts he was talking about, this account is for family, this account is for emergencies. Like, are you saying we, we shouldn't put our uh, money into banks that no. way? Like, or just. No, yeah, no. Like, even me, myself, I can say, like, my money's in the bank too. But I have like, okay, for example, like Nadine said, I got 12 bank accounts. Mm -hmm. Break it down to six. Use those other six for, I don't know, another thing. Another great thing people are invested in right now is crypto. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So maybe use an account for crypto. Use an account for gold and silver. And that's it. And then you still got 10 accounts left. And you still got, but yeah, it's, the whole thing is you never want to put all your eggs in one basket. Right. And people I think agree. because I got 12 accounts, that's in different, but not. Nah, you got it under the same bank. That's still mm -hmm. a basket. You see what I'm saying? So you had, and then you got to understand like with the banks and okay, for example, in 2010, it was a, it was a law that was passed by Obama, which was called the bank bell in meaning that if uh, your country's ever in a crisis, the government can take up to 30% of everyone's account at will. And you have no, you can't say nothing about it because it's already been passed by law. Yeah, meaning, true. The You're money that you work a good for, citizen by you, giving up yeah, money. you you sacrifice, you did all this. Like you, yo, it took you a lot to make this stack. You finally put the thousand in your account. You're like, oh, I could breathe now. We all know how it is. You know what I'm saying? You ain't got no money now. You got finally got a couple dollars. You feel happy. You feel like you, you know, you could do something. You wake up the next morning and it's only six hundred dollars in there. Yo, like that's gonna flip your wig. But it also teaches you. It teaches you that. Well, it basically it shows you that you don't have control over your money. And that's the problem that most of us lack is having, we feel like, or we think we have control, but you don't have real control until like Eva says, you if have, you're using the bank. 
Yeah. Or if you have your safe and you can like physically every day open your safe, open it up. Oh, look at my gold. Look at my crypto. Good. Mm -hmm. At any will. If if my family's going through an emergency, Obama can't bank bell in my safe. You know what I'm saying? So I'm good in that aspect. Mm -hmm. So that's yeah. that's the whole point. I mean, I worked I worked in in banking institutes and I know people who as soon as their direct deposit would hit, they would literally come through, take out almost everything. Maybe leave one guy only left like 50 bucks in his account per check. And he would take everything out and take care of his bills. He was still paying his bills in cash and he would um, put everything else in a safe. And his mindset was exactly the same thing because when you sign, and here's the thing that banks don't really tell you, those paperwork that you sign when you open the checking account or open the saving account, all that literature stuff is in there. And of course, just like these commercials, they they you, the funniest commercial is the medicine ones. They'll be like, "This medicine will cure your headache and cause blood pressure," and rip all this stuff off at the bottom real fast, and have a person there smiling and all this other stuff. It's the same thing when you sign these documents. They tell you, "Yeah, you got to sign this to open the account." But there's 12 pages in front of it, and they don't give you time to read through it because there's a lot of information in that stuff that goes exactly with what you're saying, that if the government has a crisis, they're going to peel from the banks. And the banks only have money because of the people who put money in the bank. Right. So they're just going to take from everybody who has money. And then if you ever try to cash a check that's too large, which I've seen some people do, and one check myself, they were just like, Oh, you can't take it right now. You're gonna have to come back. Mm -hmm. It caused um, the whole scene. They were like the next day or something of that sort um, to cash this check, and I was highly upset because I'm like, "What do you mean? It's my money." And then, like, the branch manager came out. Sorry, sir. Unfortunately, we don't have this much money at this location. Not and money such, is digital. Such, such, huh? I said it's not money. It's all digital numbers. Yeah. So, so, so yeah, that's definitely it's definitely true. So, all right. So I guess Nadine kind of asked a question too. And, and maybe we can um, throw your Instagram out there. I would say you have more of the knowledge on this type of stuff because you've been doing it for a minute. Um, people could maybe hit you up on, on Instagram and stuff like that if, you're, if they're interested in it. But like, if I wanted to go buy a block of gold to put in my safe, where am I going to get a block of gold? So... When you when you say a block you type of gold, in gold you in Amazon, block five grams, you got a block ten grams, you got a hundred grams. Where did got, I go to get it? Yeah, like, but that's what I'm saying. It it just depends. When you say block, are you talking about a whole like a you know what I'm like a brick like that being okay. the shows like money heist like a okay. brick a gold? Yeah, you can find those on eBay, bro. Like, and do you yeah. have a you have a gold tester? Like somebody sell me a brick. Yeah, gold. I, have, I have one. Yeah. I, I bought a gold tester. You, you would have to get to make yeah. sure it's authentic. So right. I'm, so this is what I did. I'm I'm just gonna give you personally. I did exactly what Eddie just said, bro. Before I got into any of this, I just was educating myself. A lot of reading, a lot of YouTube videos about gold, how to check for fake, how to know what's different from 18 to 22. What, what is worth more, um, who to buy gold from, the companies of the gold, who's buying it. Just I just was researching. Like I said, everyone knows Robert Kiyosaki as Rich Dad Poor Dad. Now I know him as the guy who was one of the first 
to ever do it when it comes to gold. You know what I'm saying? And that's one of the reasons why I follow Robert real, real good. Uh, 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 who's another person? Another person is uh, Tom Lee. Um, you got uh, the other guy, um, I forgot his name, but he's uh, the CEO of BlackRock. BlackRock is, is basically a company who pretty much controls most of the banks that we deal with. So we'd be thinking, or we'll think that, you know, we're walking to Wells Fargo and Wells Fargo is owned by them. Nah, Wells Fargo is owned by a bigger umbrella and that umbrella is owned. So again, when it comes to the bank bailing, it's not really the, the bank that's trying to take them. You got all these other people. And, and, and again, that's where it comes to where I feel like you just have to have 100% control of your money because you got so many people, you know, trying to steal or take from that. Okay. Um, I have a question for you, actually. Um, so let's say a person purchased the gold. They know where to go get the gold. They've held it. And they want to liquidate. Is that the yeah. perfect terminology? How would you go about liquidating? And how do you go about finding out what the real value of it is? currently from when you purchased it way back when so when it comes to liquidation i mean just like churches every corner we don't even realize it there's there's gold shops everywhere there's we buy gold like you can it's nothing for you now i'll be honest with you they're kind of like pawn shops so they're not going to give you the maximum you know what i mean but then again the same way you bought it on ebay you could turn around and sell it back on ebay um, you can go to a, a gold specialist or a silver specialist, uh, a financial advisor, to be honest with you. They got connects. They can tell you, oh, yeah, you know, highlight this person. Or, okay, you got this. Because once you're talking money, you know, connections open, plugs open. So as far as liquidating it, it's not hard at all. We just, again, that the, the lack of education that we have, we don't even realize that all this stuff is in front of us. You know, so also, also if if um, if there's any of our listeners that is interested in finding a place to do like liquidation of gold, uh, reach out to any one of us on um, on social on IG and we'll connect you with uh, one of the companies we know here because uh, Dre, that's what Dre and Danielle do. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. So we talked about uh, our money. We talked about proper way of investment, of course. Now, I, I do want to add something, though. You know, there's different ways to invest. There's not like I don't want our listeners to be like, OK, so this is what I got to do. I think first and foremost, if you're single, then you just got to devise a plan. If you're a couple or if you're married, then you guys got to devise a plan and you got to figure out what's your tolerance. What's your risk tolerance? What are you willing to invest and what type of investment do you want to do um, in each section? There's different styles of investing. So if you're talking about Bitcoin, there's a, there's different styles. If you're talking about gold, there's different styles. If we're talking about uh, investing in stocks, real estate, there's different styles just in real estate, which um, by comparison, real estate is the biggest rate of return when it comes to investing. But you got to know what style. I mean, there are people that invest in real estate that are getting $300 a month because of a rental property and there's people that are developing properties and they're getting $3 million off of their development. So there's different styles of investing and you got to figure out what do you like the most? Like, like uh, D was talking about, do your research 
and then f- figure out a game plan as far as what's your comfortability. You know, um, when is the right time for you guys to start investing? Do you have all your other ducks in a row? You know what I'm saying? And, and also, you know, get the full picture. Just because you invest in something, you made money, all that money is not coming back to you. Understand what your taxes are like. Understand what type of liabilities you have when it comes to investing. And also what type of loopholes that are is. Like, for example, if you were investing in real estate, there's a particular method that you can, there's multiple methods, but there's uh, one that I that is talked about a lot, which is called a 1031 exchange. You can buy properties under 1031 exchange and never pay taxes on it while you're alive. You can reap the benefit from the cash flow. And then when you die, it gets passed on to your children and all that equity gets passed on. And they also do the same exact thing that, that you did and never have to pay taxes on it. That's how the wealthy and the rich continue to remain that way because they uh, are allowed to put themselves in positions with knowledge and execution like Dee was talking about so that they can win. So don't just think of it like, all right, bet we got some information. Let me let me try to figure out how I can take some money out of my bank and invest in gold. Like you got to have a whole game plan. You got to start thinking about wealth. Another investment that our communities don't talk about enough is well, two. One is credit. Um, I think it's horrible that we not, you know, we all should be at 720 and above personal credit. And then we should all have multiple businesses that each have business credit. That that's really how you you really get into investing. You borrow off your business credit and you go invest into assets. The other thing that you know we really need to get our reading on is insurance. Like people, these people, there's people out outside of our communities are making millions off of insurance policies. They're using insurance policies as their own bank. You can get a $2 million insurance, take a loan out against your insurance, not pay any taxes on it because you don't pay taxes off of a loan, off of an insurance, I should say, and use that as an investment, flip that, make that money back, pay back your investment from the insurance company, and that money that you made, you don't pay taxes on it. So again, so... Definitely. Or, or, or hold on, hold on. One, one more thing about insurance. One of the other things you can do is let's say you got an older person in the family, right? And let's say the, the policy would be considered high. That's fine. Take that insurance. That's one of the issues, especially in our community. If the insurance is too high, uh, well, we can't afford it. We're not going to do it. Take that insurance. Have everyone in the immediate family pay parts into the insurance. So let's say this, this, uh, $2 million insurance you took out on grandma and there's four people in the family split the, the cost of that insurance throughout the whole four and pray to God. Grandma lives a great, strong, amazing life. But then when grandma dies, all of you split $2 million four ways. And you take that money and you go and you don't pay taxes on that money. These are things that, you know, are not being taught obviously in schools and they're not being taught within our communities, and but it's also part of investments and investing that the others, um, you know, and I'm not saying the others as in white people, but I'm talking about people who are in the know that they have that information and, and they're utilizing at a young age 
and we don't find out about it until we much much older and it's too late right like there's no point in getting insurance on grandma she's 90. so all right so we got some good information again like eddie said if you are interested in um different things real estate gold crypto our instagram is out there definitely message us if you don't have everybody else's instagram Say what you want podcast has an Instagram SWYW.podcast. DM that. I will get you in contact if you're interested in doing some investment. Um, last question I want to go ahead and ask. I know we're talking about how we can invest as families um, to gain more income and things of that sort. Um, well, two things. I'm gonna point out one thing because even said something about debit cards. Um, I think personally, this is just my opinion, you should not use debit cards for any purchases. Um, just as we always talk about how the government can go into your account, and take money, the, um, the web is a scary place and using your debit card, a lot of different places, people can get your account number and wipe you out clean. Um, I learned this from someone and the guy's name escapes me right now, but all of your purchases should be on your credit card. All of your purchases should be on your credit card. Because your credit card is backed. If something fraudulent happens on your credit card, it's not coming out of your account. You don't have to pay anything. The bank or whoever you have your credit card with will figure it out and credit you back. So all of your purchase should be on your credit card. Then you pay your credit card back. And that's also something that increases your credit score that would allow you to be able to get loans to do certain investments and things of that sort. Um, but the last question part I wanted to throw out was we talk about investments and um, how we can gain income and things of that sort. Let's talk about the future. Let's talk about our children, our kids. What are some things that we can do now? What are some things that we can get them to do um, in order to invest in themselves? Tino and I talked a little bit and could be for everybody, not for everybody, depending on where your kid wants to go as far as career-wise, life-wise, we talk about college. And if they decide to go, go, we talk to her about how college is an investment in yourself at at some point in time, right? If she wants to be a doctor, she can't just say, you know, I'm not going to go to college. I'm going to study these books and turn around and be a doctor. You're going to have to go to school. Now, the best part practice, every parent wants their kid to get a scholarship and all this other type of stuff, you know? But do you think college is an investment? Do you think it's worth it nowadays, you know? I think we had this discussion once at Moms. I think it depends on if you know exactly what you're going to college for, um, like being certain professional, I think going to college can be an investment in that sense where you go get your degree, your certificate, and use it but if it's something where you can learn on your own um and you don't need the backing as far as like a medical degree or a law degree stuff like that then sure you know go to college i think it's a great investment okay i also think college is a great investment as far as making connections now it depends on what college you go to so if you're deciding on hey i want to go to community college for connections I got to ask you, you know, what community college and why that community college. But, you know, we're talking more so the larger schools, Stanford, Harvard, um, the the black, um, you know, like in Atlanta, there's tons of schools. And believe it or not, I think the top five 
um, individuals like African Americans that are involved in high earners that are involved in different sectors all came out of Atlanta, um, you know, HBCU type schools. So I think those are, are perfect candidates to having and making those type of connections. Um, but, you know, again, I think we, we are, we're in very strange times. I mean, who, who's to even say that we'll have colleges the way that we once knew them um, in the next five years? I mean, I think there's going to be a lot more schools that are going to be online. And so you're going to have to be very active. We have to teach these kids to be very active, um, you know, or proactive in being able to foster great relationships and connections online um, as it, you know, as opposed to, you know, sitting in a classroom and stuff like that. I saw something that said your kids can't inherit your job. Um, and I thought that was huge because a lot of us out here think, you know, we're setting up our kids by, you know, having a great job and putting money away for them, but leaving a legacy behind for them, like leaving a business or something that they could, you know, not put in their names, I think is important. Yeah. See, and I, I, I was that on Instagram? You saw I just that? saw it on Instagram. Yeah, I think I, I saw it too. Can. I think that's why we started talking about it. What happens is a lot of parents do the brunt of the legwork and they go through all the sacrifices or whatever and get all the money and then put money into their kid's savings. And I, I know some parents who have it where a kid can't touch the account until they're 18, right? But if we're not teaching them how to use, how to use it in proper ways to invest in things no of that sort, they become what's, what a lot of people call them the silver spoon type of people who are they just inherit this money and then all of a sudden they go out and, and blow it or whatever the case may be. So then it's like, you're, as parents, you did all that hard work for your kid to sort of have an easier life. And then they mess around and throw it away because we're not teaching them proper ways to manage their money. We're not teaching them proper ways to invest their money. I do think, and there's some schools, and I think Eddie was talking to me about one school in particular. There's some schools that add that type of knowledge into the curriculum now. Like they teach you about taxes. They teach you about investments and, and stocks is like a class. This is like in high school or something of that sort because most of these schools and their curriculum aren't teaching the kids how to do those type of things. I mean, you economics. Think, Don't they teach uh, you economics? No, not economics. I do think economics planning class. I think a financial planning class in college um, because economics is not teaching you like about investing. It just kind of shows you kind of how money moves. Whereas right. financial yeah. planning. And I also I did have I don't know if you remember Miss Nellens at um, in our high school, but she taught me. She taught um, accounting, but I liked how she didn't just do like this is a ledger. This is debit. These are credits. She actually went further and taught us like checks and, you know, bank accounts. And like she really kind of made it colorful. And that's kind of where my love for saving and investing and like the understanding of socks kind of came from is when I was a senior in, um, in high school. So, I mean, it depends on your school. Yeah. I mean, and it also and I think that the, the thing, too, is they offer these classes. It's just kids is not trying to take these classes. Cause like I said, I took financial planning in college and I graduated from college <clears throat> a long, long, <laughs> long time ago. 
Well, well I mean, because it's boring. Exactly. I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta look at it like this. I mean, you gotta look at it like this. It's kind of the same in everyday life. Like, for example, uh, you'll find thirty million people follow Tory Lanes, but you'll find half a million people follow, follow Robert Kiyosaki. You know what I mean? And and most people are not gonna follow Robert because he's boring. Who's gonna sit over here and listen to some? You know, guy talk about gold, silver, and how he Real already estate. made his millions. Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's not relatable versus Tory Lanez out here having girls, you know what I'm saying, do to do. For most people, that girl, look at, his, look at her ass, girl. And dudes is like, yo. So but I think, I think it's the job, I think it, it's the job of us. Like? What it do sounds like? Yeah, I wanted to get clarification. What was the guys doing? <laughs> the dudes? Yeah, yeah. The dudes, yeah. Oh, okay. All right. I just want to double check. I think it's the job of us as parents, like Kels, like we gotta start now, kind of putting those things into our kids' heads. Like I saw something on YouTube or Instagram that said, if your child can learn a video game, they can learn how to invest. They can learn about bank accounts. EXO literally just beat an entire game over the weekend, like a whole game. I don't know how. And if you try to play it. I don't, if there's no way I'm going to understand you're it. You're not going to ever beat it. Right. But it was, it, it was at that moment. Right. But it was at that moment I realized like, yo, like if you can learn a whole video game with like levels and like understanding like who's the bad guy and buttons to press and all of this stuff, you can learn, okay, this is how stocks work. This is how investing works. Like one thing we taught, like when, when, um, Kells and we all used to live together, when I used to, when we used to like tag team with the kids, one thing we taught them was there's four things. And there might be more, I'm sure if I did more research, but we taught like four basic principles that you do with your money. You, you save money and not in any particular order, but you, you save money, you invest money, you give money, and then you spend money. Like, I think a lot of the times we get money and the first thing we do is just, okay, let's save it. Let's take this portion of it and save. And then this portion of it. And we know we're going to spend. And there's so much, like, like D said, money is a tool. And I think a lot of times we, we give money like this one job or these two jobs and money's like, yo, I can do so much more if you just give me the chance. And so if we, if we start kind of instilling that, like EXO, for example, he's been doing chores around the house because he wants to get a new Beyblade. So he's earned $2 so far. He's like, oh, great. I only have 28 more dollars to go because the thing he wants costs $30. But it's like, bro, that $2, you still got four things that money has to do. It has to save. It has to invest. It has to give, meaning tithe or whatever. And then whatever's left is the money that you can use to put toward the pot for your Beyblade. Don't think, oh, there's $2. Like, that's the thing. Like, I think the, the same thing with the stimulus check. A lot of people are getting this like, yo, money, money, money. And they're just run to spend. Like, yeah. you could make that stimulus, especially if you're already still getting a paycheck. If you're still getting paid, that's an extra $1,200, $2,400, $3,400 that you can use to spend, save, invest, and, and so forth. So I think it, and it's finding ways to make it fun. Like there's a lot of programs out here that teaches kids money in a really fun and exciting way too. So research. So one of the things I-, I It's actually game, game boards too. I was yep. speaking of- YouTube yeah. videos, they have money- yeah, game boards, on, like um, Robert, Robert has one. Yep. Yeah, the, the, yeah, that Robert Kiyosaki um cash cash cow? Ca cash flow game. Cash flow. Uh it's really good. In fact, I think we should, cash, we cash, should cash. um play it play together um as a fan. I think that'd be dope. But they do have a kids version of it. There's, listen, 
there's a lot of different things that's out here that's available. It's our job to take the power back, stop expecting the schools to teach X, Y, and Z because they're not set up for that. They're not set up to teach your kid how to be wealthy. Yeah. They set up to teach your kid how to stop come waiting. to the system and to work for the system so that they can continue to make money off of them. So, you know what I mean? Definitely, you know, do some research, dive into those things. There's two books I want to recommend uh, that's really, really good. One is called Entitlemania, um, How to Not Spoil Your Kids and What to Do If You Already Have is by Richard Watts, and that's Entitlemania. And the other one is called The Opposite of Spoiled by Ron, um, I think his last name is pronounced, Lieber. Um, those are two great, great books that, you know, you can start there. Even if, you, if you're not, uh, you know, a multimillionaire, you still need to figure out how not to spoil your kid because you're a thousand there and you might be spoiling your kid. And now when they get older, they don't know the concept and principles or anything about money. So, you know, we got to do our job to, to help the future. Have you guys heard of Sense, Sense to Sense, I believe it's called? It's a, isn't it black owned? I think so. I think it pops up on my Instagram every now and again. So it's like sense, like see teaching them, yeah, sense. So S E N T, basically. That's it another. Teaches, it teaches kids about me. And that's another fun way that you can teach your children. Um, sense to sense. I believe I have to look up the actual name. I can't remember. Hit us up on IG. Yeah, I'm going to put. I'm going to put a lot of stuff on the podcast Instagram for our listeners to. Go back and um, take a look at those two books. Since the also, show. also they could just look at it on the show notes. We'll put up on the show notes. Yeah, we'll do. All right, fam. Another great episode. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks for tuning in to Say What You Want podcast. Peace, y'all. Peace. Peace. Peace out. Thanks for listening to Say What You Want podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, share, and rate this week's episode. We'd love some feedback from you and love to hear about some topics we should discuss with our next show. DM us on Instagram at swyw.podcast. All right, y'all. Until next time, don't forget, say what you want and mean what you say. Peace. <laughs>